Hello, everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm Johnny Nani, joined today by Tony Marchese. Tony, we are talking about 4-0 White Sox winner, complete game shutout by Lucas Giolito. How are you feeling about this? It's amazing what uh, three hours of sleep, uh, a few beers up at Bulldog Ale House, and a White Sox winner will do for your mood, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, much improved mood, as Tony had just hinted at there. Uh, from last night's show, um, which was, you know, uh, a little bit hot. I would say the temperature was a little hot there. Uh, today, we are cool, calm, collected, just like Lucas Giulio was on the mound today. Uh, I can't talk about him enough, uh, so I think that's where I want to dive in here. Uh, I was telling you before we started, last night's show, we spent the majority of the time talking about what the Twins did to the White Sox while the Twins were up to bat. Today, nothing. They didn't do anything. So we don't have uh, a whole lot of stuff to rattle off in that category. Instead, let's talk about Lucas Giolito, man. Nine innings pitch, like I said, complete game shutout. Three hit the Twins today, that potent offense. Uh, Twelve strikeouts on the day, and he did it mainly using his fastball and changeup once again. Uh, I think you got to give some credit to James McCann there, feeling out what works, what doesn't for him on any given day. Uh, he did mix, mix in the slider a little bit. Uh, he threw about 19 of those. Uh, 63 fastballs, 32 changeups. Uh, he did attempt one curveball in that uh, ninth inning or so. Um, but, but, I mean, just impressive stuff from Lucas today. Yeah, man. I mean, complete game shutout, 12 strikeouts. Only giving up three hits. This is ace stuff. We've seen flashes of this all year from him, and it's becoming more and more consistent. You know, every pitcher is going to have a little bit of a rough period. We saw that with Lucas. We talked extensively about, you know, what does he do to get back out of that that tough stretch? Um, is going to make or break kind of hit this, the story of his year? Was it just a good first half, or was this going to be the complete package? Right now, I mean, we're sitting August twenty first. And Lucas Giolito is looking like the complete package once again. And this year, um, you know, we're a few starts away from calling it one of the you know best White Sox pitching performances in quite a while. Uh, I think since we've seen Chris Sale put together some impressive campaigns, um, but he's doing he's doing Chris Sale like stuff here. Um, I think Chris Kampka just tweeted something out. Um, Chris Sale's never put together a complete game shutout with over 10 strikeouts in a White Sox uniform. Lucas Giolito's been able to do that. This has made the Adam Meaton trade almost a slam dunk, uh, Johnny. Um, you know, you and I can get very down and negative on, on some of the stuff that the White Sox have done. Uh, acquiring Lucas Giolito at this very moment looks like a very, very big uh, positive. Um, th- what, what else can you say? I mean... We came into this year, I was not a believer, uh, just based off of you know how he looked and how he performed in 2018 and 2019. Has just been a completely different story, and you know if if you want a silver line this season, it's that it looks like you can go into next year with a bona fide ace, and I think that that's a huge thing, especially if you can somehow supplement this rotation and take even just a little bit of pressure off of a guy who right now doesn't look like he even needs the pressure taken off of because he just rolled in today against one of the most potent offenses, if not the most potent offense in the American League, and just completely shut him down. And, you know, we've said time and time again, your ace needs to be your stopper. That's exactly what he was today. Just excellent stuff. 
Absolutely. And one guy that we had talked about for the Twins last night was Nelson Cruz. And you had said that you were having nightmares because every time you closed your eyes, Nelson Cruz was hitting another ball uh, to the wall or over it off of White Sox pitching. Uh, Nelson Cruz he struck out twice today against Lucas Giolito. He did have one of the Twins' three hits, but obviously no damage, uh, seeing as it was a shutout. So uh, I did like how Scotty Pods phrased that on the uh, postgame show for NBC Sports Chicago, and he said it was about cruise control today. And I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, dude, I was having cruise nightmares, and I've been having cruise nightmares all year. Uh, just the way that this guy has torn us apart. Um, you like to see the team just come out today on the short turnaround day game and, you know, forget what happened last night. They they were clean. They didn't make mistakes today. It was great to see. No errors. You know, we had a, a few mental mistakes yesterday that, that led to some runs. And I, what did we say last night? The Sox are going to win this game. They need to play it clean. And that's what they did today. Excellent, excellent turnaround. Um, you know, I, I I don't feel bad about our rants last night. I think they were warranted. But at the same point in time, I, I wanted them to come out and prove me wrong today, and that's exactly what they did. We got a we got a great game out of Lucas Giolito, and let's roll into the offense here. The offense got the job done again. Top of the top of the top of the order, Lure Garcia doing Lure Garcia things. Two runs on two hits. Uh, he did strike out once, but he was a table setter. Uh, Tim Anderson. Also getting two hits in this game, another multi-hit game from him. He scored once. And then Jose Abreu, three-hit game. Uh, drove in two today. Man, top of the order, getting the job done. That's what we like to see. Love to see it. And a huge, huge bounce back for Jose Abreu after last night. I know he did a home run last night, but uh, I'm sure he did not feel good about himself uh, missing that ball at first base. I believe that was in the third inning last night. And he wanted to prove today that, you know, that he wasn't going to let that affect him. Uh, you, you leave that in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. Every day is a new day. And uh, he came out and, and he was a big part of this. I mean, he got that first uh, RBI hit. Um, so that first scoring play induced by Jose Abreu, obviously, like you had said, Lurie Garcia kind of getting things rolling with the leadoff singles start the game off of Odorizzi, who also is a very good pitcher. So I think we need to give the White Sox offense some credit here and getting to him early because then uh, Tim Anderson reached, uh, I should have been a single, but I think the official scoring, at least when I was uh, updating my notes, was a um, fielder's choice, but they just kind of muffed it at second base and weren't able to get Lurie Garcia. Uh, but then Jose Abreu comes up right after that, RBI single, and then uh, Matt Skoll getting himself a little RBI single too. Uh, he just kind of threw the bat out there, hit it off the mm -hmm. end, but uh, I would say that was a uh, Kansas City special, as the Hawk would put it, man. Hey, whatever works, whatever gets the job done. I mean, I've been a big advocate of that. As long as you're putting runs across the plate, your defense is playing well, it's going to lead to a lot of wins. Um, man, this team is such a roller coaster. <laughs> and I know we go back to this with a lot of the teams that we follow, Johnny, but, you know, we talked about this roller coaster creeping back up, and we, hit, we have some drops. But yesterday was a drop, but. We took two or three from the Astros. We've taken two or three from the Twins. And, you know, I wanted I wanted to say when we started all this stuff out, you know, this was a chance to go into Minnesota and show them what the White Sox are about, kind of put ourselves back into their minds because you don't want to roll over to these guys. Despite yesterday, if you throw that out, the Sox kind of frustrated the Twins this series. You know, Absolutely. Minnesota Minnesota fans have to be frustrated with this, especially with them. Ooh. 
in such a tight race with Cleveland right now. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, I forget which Minneapolis news publication had put it out, but on Monday night the headline was uh, Twins open series by uh, you know losing game to the dregs of the AL Central. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, that was uh, I think uh, Chuck Garfine that that was. Uh, he, he was the one that had brought that up and, uh, it'll take that two out of three, man. Uh, we've done that twice to the twins now this season. I, I know there's been other series where they, they've controlled the uh, pace, but, uh, it was good to do it on their turf because like I had mentioned on, uh, I believe Monday night show with buzz, it's not an easy place for the white Sox to win it has not been kind to them historically. No. And you know what, for as, for as down as we get after, uh, after the losses, I like celebrating these victories. I'm sure you do as well. We we, are, we can be very positive when this team's winning ball games, and that's what this is all about. This is the major leagues. You are literally judged on how many wins and losses you have at the end of the year. Celebrate the victories and get mad at the losses. I think, um, you know, there's like I said earlier in this show, there's nothing that cools you down more than winning ball games. Now, excellent work by the White Sox, I think, overall, if you look at this series as a whole. Um you know, you did put up four runs uh, yesterday. Uh, let's take some silver linings out of that one if we want to. Um, they didn't completely roll over until the second half of the game, and things got out of hand. It was a clunker. It was frustrating. But like I said, two out of three from Minnesota. You got two out of three from Houston. Um, the Angels series was not good. Do you worry about this team kind of falling off here? Let's talk about the next series. We got Texas coming to town. We're back home. Boys are back in town again. And, you know, it just seems like, those average teams, the Sox don't play well against. So let's let's start to get into our predictions and picks to click. Unless you have anything else you wanted to touch on uh, for this series and, and this game today. Uh, the only thing that I was going to add on to that was it was kind of rinse and repeat in a good way in the third inning. Uh, same exact formula that got the run in the first. Uh, that's what happened in the third inning then. Lori Ludoff single, Timmy single behind him, and then Abreu with a uh, RBI single. So it was Abreu's second RBI of the day. And then Abreu also let off the fifth inning with a double and ended up scoring on a wild pitch uh, coming around on that. Uh, that was all I wanted to point out from my notes there. Other than that, Lucas Giolito, great job. So, yeah, we, we can move into the Texas series. All right, so the Texas series, Johnny. Like I said, back at home again, and I'm refreshing here to get some some updated probables, but I was told that uh, it's going to be Ross Detweiler. Yeah. It will be. It, it and, is Ross Detweiler, so you know that means that you, me, and Buzz got to get together. That's the only way he's going to have a chance at having a quality outing. Yeah, we're somehow going to have to figure out a way to do it. Maybe if we can't get together in person, we'll have to watch the game over Skype together and just record the whole thing. Who the hell knows what we'll do with this. But Ross Detweiler, it's been a tale of two tapes for this guy. One is when the Sox on Tap Boys are together and Ross Detweiler is Cy Young. And then there's when we're not watching the game together and Ross Detweiler is a steaming pile of dog shit. Um <laughs> I'm hoping that we can try and make something work tomorrow just for everybody because if if we can't, we're going to get that second version of Ross Detweiler, and we don't want that. We don't want that at all. Uh, Johnny, why don't you run down the stats on these guys? 
All right. So uh, for Texas, it's going to be Ariel Urardo. He is six and nine, nice with a five point three eight ERA, seventy two strikeouts on the season. Uh, Ross Detweiler for the White Sox, one and three, six ten ERA, uh, twenty seven strikeouts. Um, Ross Detweiler was charged with uh, coming in and uh, doing some cleanup. Uh, eat some innings on, I believe, the, yeah, the Sunday's game. He came in after Dylan Cease uh, out in Anaheim in that 9-2 whooping that the Angels put on the White Sox. So, um, yeah, th- that was his last time out on the bump. So uh, he will actually be starting this game. That was a relief role that he came in, uh, like I had mentioned, at Anaheim. So um, back on the south side. And, you know, what Texas... Earlier in the season, you know, they were kind of like hovering around a wild card spot. I know they're not um, at that same prowess right now. Uh, they, they sit at 62 and 65, so, you know, a couple below or three below 500. Um, I still think that I, I think you make a good point here. I, I want to touch on this because you've said before that the White Sox can play up to the level of these top teams, these top AL teams. Obviously, we saw it against the Twins just now, and we've seen it against the Astros last week, and we've seen it against the Astros down in Houston as well. Um, we've even seen them play well against New York. I mean, yeah, these middling teams though, it's like they play down to them. Um, and I feel like that's a very Blackhawks thing for us, Tony. It is. It's the, it's some similar themes here, just kind of in different directions from what we, what we saw with the Blackhawks and what we've seen with the White Sox, uh, this past year. And that's why I feel like we got off one roller coaster and we hopped right on another. Um, I'm tired of the roller coaster stuff. I just want something nice and smooth. Um, None of this bumpy shit. And yeah, I, I really don't understand what this is. Um, you know, it, I mean, I, you know, these guys are human. Um, it's really easy to get hyped up to play the best teams. Um, one of the things that kind of stuck out to me was an Eli Jimenez statement earlier this year when he said, you know, he wanted to play well against the big teams, you know, the Cubs and the, and the Red Sox and the Yankees, and he wanted to hit home runs in all these stadiums and everything. I, I kind of want that attitude adjusted a little bit. I want you hitting home runs every day. I want you playing your best mm-hmm. baseball every day. You know, it's it's great to know that, you know, Eloy wants to play big against some of these big teams. I know he's trying to prove himself in the league, but I just kind of felt like that statement was a little bit off, and it kind of played into the same notion that, you know, teams like the Texas Rangers, you know, maybe we're not getting everything out of these guys. And, you know, what, I kind of put that back on the manager almost because that's his job to tell these players – you know, how to get ready for these games, how to prepare through the dog days of summer into August when, you know, you're, you've already played over a hundred games, everything's starting to run together. And, you know, you may not get up for a Friday night, seven o'clock start against the Texas Rangers after you've been on the road for so long. Mental preparation is very important in this game. It is a grind. You have to be there every day. The teams like the Minnesota Twins, they show up to the ballpark every day ready to play. They come out ready to hit home runs. They come out ready to stomp on their opponents. You know, you see that. That's that's what makes those playoff teams, you know, playoff teams, Johnny. It's it's mm-hmm. very simple. They're, they don't make a lot of mental mistakes. They don't play down to anybody. And I feel like the White Sox have done that for quite a long time now. Um, you know, granted, the rebuild and everything has kind of, you know, stifled the ability to compete on a daily basis. But we're at this point now, Johnny, where you do have core pieces up here, and those guys need to show up to the ballpark every day ready to play. So let's see what happens here. You know, in hockey, we talk about trap games. I talked about the first uh, game against the Angels being a trap game. This is a, this is a trap game coming up here. Ross Detweiler against War- Juardo. I'm not even going to sh- I'm not even going to try uh, on that one. Can't pronounce names. We already know this. 
But, you know, coming back home after a, a big series in Minnesota where you, you take two out of three and it's, you know, kind of back to not so important, quote unquote, baseball in the eyes mm-hmm. of some of these guys. So I'm I'm very, very much hoping that they prove me wrong here. But not a good feeling about coming back on this one for some reason. Yeah, Tony, the, there is one thing that I'm actually, and it seems kind of kind of counterintuitive what I'm about to say here, but I'm kind of glad they don't have an off day in between. I feel like it'll just keep the ball rolling more so than if they were to come back home to Chicago, have an off day, kind of, you know, relax and really settle back in. And then um, like that would be coming out on a Friday night and having this sort of trap game, like you had said. Um, I, I think just playing straight through, and I know it's a, it's a grind. You talked about the dog days of summer. We're right in the middle of them, baby. Uh, they had a four-game set at Anaheim last weekend, no day off in between before going to Minnesota for three, and then they start four games this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, with the Rangers. I kind of like the no-off day in there, though, um, because, first of all, I, I, there was a little bit of news here. This is all going to play into this statement. Uh, Ryan Cordell was optioned down to Charlotte after the game. So we are likely seeing Yohan Moncada. They'll make that corresponding move uh, most likely tomorrow morning. That's usually when they do it on the day of the game. So Yohan Moncada likely back um, with the White Sox tomorrow for this homestand. Um, but so you get someone fresh, a uh, fresh bat coming up um, off the bench. And I think it just helps keep that mental focus tone. Um, an off day can, it, it, sure, the guys do need it to reset and all that. But, um, yeah, look at the schedule and uh, just roll with what's there because you can't go and change it. <laughs> you can't request an off day here in the middle. You don't get any uh, any free passes. So um, I do actually like that there is no off day in between. I don't know, just kind of a gut feeling sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Um, and the Sox have played a long stretch of baseball here, um, but you know it does keep them fresh. You know, Yohan Moncada expected to come back. So that could that could add a little jolt to this lineup. Um, he was hammering some baseballs down for the Charlotte Knights. Uh, and that team's just rolling right now. I'm sure they appreciated his help. But uh, yeah, back back to it tomorrow right away. I I, I hate off days uh, just as much as any other baseball fan. I, I know the players need the rest, but there's just something to be said for not getting to watch your team play on a random Thursday or Monday night. It's mm-hmm boring so uh yeah you know keep them keep them going let's keep them going right now and uh you know let's let's hope for a victory uh let's get series predictions in um and right before we do that let's talk a little bit about predictions and making picks johnny where are you gonna go make your picks at you will go to secondcitypicks.com. Follow them on Twitter at secondcitypicks. You go to their website, secondcitypicks.com, and you can predict the score of a Chicago sporting event in baseball season, usually White Sox or a Cubs game. Like today was a Cubs game, but the past two nights were White Sox games. Um, you just go in, follow the rules that they have on there. Usually you predict either the score or the combined number of runs that, that team will uh, the teams will score in that game. Um, and then the tiebreaker is usually the hits for the Chicago team, whether that be the the White Sox or the Cubs, then you just enter your email address. And if you get it right, you win a free gift card to a Chicagoland food eating establishment. Um, It's really simple um, and it's free, totally free to uh, enter. And then you can do it every day. Uh, They put them out there. They select a game, uh, you know, pre-chosen every day. And uh, you just go on the website, enter that stuff. They'll send you an email receipt. So you remember your picks and that is it. Tone, Uh, make your picks, get them right, win some free food. Sounds fantastic to me, Johnny. I love free food. Now, um, series predictions overall, I think this is a 2-2 split. Um, 
reason I say that is just because I came right out and said that game one didn't leave me very comfortable. Um, you know, you're looking at the rest of the series here. Nova on Saturday, I, I feel like that should be a win. Uh, you've got Lopez on Sunday. Uh, no starters listed for through the weekend, at least on, on my sheet here for, for the Rangers. So I'm not quite sure what we've, uh, what we've got, uh, opponent wise, but you know, Nova Lopez. Okay. I, I could see both of those being a chance to win. The real key to this series though, is going to be Friday. Dylan Cease. Can Dylan Cease get through the first two innings of a ball game, um, without getting touched up? He's going up against Lance Lynn, and Lynn's been very good this season. 14-8 and eight with 3-6 ERA, 187 strikeouts. That one, not, not feeling very comfortable about this one either. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Can the Sox win a series? They're going to need to either win Thursday or Friday in one of those two games right there and pull one out. Yeah, uh, the, the, I got to agree with you. I do think it's a 2-2 split, um, just the way that we kind of play against these middle teams. At least, uh, hopefully, we can keep it even keel in this one. Um, just the, I know we've talked about, you know, the Ross Detweiler superstition and all of that, but in, in all honesty, you don't really, really ever like your chances all that much. I mean, the bats are going to have to be out in full force. So I guess that is one thing. Uh, they have been hitting. Uh, they have been putting up some runs as of late. So uh, that is one, you know, positive going forward here but they need to continue that can't leave him in uh, Minneapolis bring the bats home bring him back to the south side so uh, if they can do that I can see us going three and one but realistically I'm going to bring it back down to earth here um, and then we just haven't seen it from Dylan Cease yet hope this is a game that he turns a corner but like you had said even if he does very possible that the White Sox just get shut down only one runner even shut out against uh, Lance Lynn on Friday night so uh, realistically just looking at this I'd probably go with 2-2 split as well Tone it, I I will be pretty happy with that actually, um, Johnny. Pick to click for tomorrow's ball game. Uh, I'm going with the guy that's coming back. I'm taking Yohan Moncada first game back. I think he's gonna get right back into the swing of things. He's sorely missed. Um, no better way to come back on your first game and and put one out of the out of the rate. So let's let's see what he can do. I like it. Uh, I will go with the catalyst of the leadoff man, Larry Garcia. There you go. You're a big Lurie guy. And now I've got two different jersey pictures to choose from when Lurie does something great. So we'll see which one I pick when your uh, pick-to-click inevitably comes through in a major situation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that is uh, exactly what we want. And like you said, now we have two uh, reaction pictures. So uh, Buzz makes a nice little... Uh, uh, appearance a cameo in that second one and then uh both either way though both of them are pure raw emotion uh for my love for Larry Garcia and you know his clutch opportunistic whatever you want to call it uh performances so absolutely I've I'm hoping for more winners because I enjoy this so much more when we get a win obviously um there's no meltdowns maybe people enjoy the meltdowns I don't know um I'm I'm the you, you play a lot of baseball games, so I'm sure you'll hear me melt down again. Uh, I can promise you that. Um, there's still a lot of baseball left to be played this year. Uh, Johnny, I don't really have anything else. Ready to close this down. How, much, how about you? Yep, let's close it down. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. <laughs>